And we are back with another edition of the Brother and Sister Rewatch Podcast. I'm Kevin, here alongside my sister and co-pilot, Mayor Bear. How you doing? What's up, everybody? Oh, man. We have a show this week, everybody. Yo, I'm so pumped for this one. There is a lot to talk about, and there are a lot of throwbacks in this episode, yes. and we are going to have a good time. Yeah, However, absolutely. before we cover episode 17, Threat Level Midnight, and episode 18 of season 7, Todd Packer. Woo! Mayor Bear, why don't you let the uh, listeners know what we talked about last week? Absolutely, dude. So, in The Search, episode 15, Michael gets lost, essentially. After confronting Holly about not dating him yet, he goes on a sales call, Jim ditches him, because the baby's stuck in a car. <laughs> um, and then he wanders around Scranton aimlessly, trying to find his way back to Dunder Mifflin. So Dwight, Aaron, and Holly go out to try to rescue him. We find out that Holly and Michael are, like, strangely, like, E.T. and Elliot connected. Yeah. So um, they end up finding him. Well, she ends up finding Michael. And they kiss. And they're together. Yep. Yay! And uh, back at the office, there's a caption contest, and everybody thinks Gabe's a giant douche. (laughs) All right. So then uh, we have episode 16, PDA, where Michael and Holly literally cannot keep their hands off of each other. Um, it makes everybody super uncomfortable. Jim and Pam are drunk. And they it's fuck. Valentine's they Day. Fuck. And they fuck at the office finally after what a decade of working together. Yeah, they do it. Um, uh, da, da, best cold open. Yeah, great so cold far. open. Daryl's dead grandma. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> time to celebrate. You deserve this. <laughs> woo woo. Uh, Aaron and Andy work together to solve Gabe's treasure hunt. And uh, Michael and Holly tell each other that they love each other. There's love. Yeah, and that's pretty much what you missed. All right, so that brings us to Season 7, Episode 17, Threat Level Midnight. Yeah. Now, before we get into this, this one's going to be a little different for Mare Bear because, like she said, it's Inception. She's yeah. doing a show within a show, Yeah, a movie within a show But I, a podcast. I want to say, what, what were your... So you've seen it before. I have. I've seen it once, that I, I knew about it, and mm-hmm. I know that I liked it. Uh, what were your thoughts like going to this? Did it, did it live up to what you remembered? Yeah. Okay, this one exceeded what I remember. Threat Level Midnight, it's like you've heard about it like literally since season two. Yeah, oh, that's right, because the, they did the table read. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like... We waited a long time up. for it to come to fruition. This is built up, but it does not disappoint. Nope. It really does not. So, and every time I watch it, it just gets better. It, it's... Like, if anybody who watched Mad TV back in, like, the mid-2000s, and they're famous now, but Key and Peele were, yeah. they were Mad TV cast members, and they used to do these sketches called, like, Doc, Dr. Funkenstein. Yeah. And it was, like, the bad acting 70s, like, oh, look, look over here, Funkenstein. Yeah. And there'd be, like, somebody on strings, like, flying in, <laughs> and, like, bad cuts and edits and shit like that. That is, like, what this reminded me of, was it was, like, The Office's version of that. Oh, my God. So, I mean, accurate. Yeah, accurate. it's really good, though. Anyway, like, like, let's get to <laughs> so it. So, our cold open. Michael is sitting in his office, and the delivery man walks in. And the delivery man says, I have a package for you. And he starts shooting at Michael. Michael dodges every single one Like a robot. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And Michael then picks up two guns, which he did tell us he had a loaded gun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he shoots the delivery guy, like, 20 times. And then we find out that it's not Michael Scott. 
but Michael Scarn. Mm. And this is the opening to Threat Level Midnight. The movie. And it's finally complete. <laughs> I think he said after 11 years total. Yeah, it was like, like one year years, of filming, four four, four years, years of refilm. Re yeah. Or was it really? No, it was like two year, three years of film or writing, four years of uh, filming, four years of refilming or reshooting. Yeah, uh, just like edits and shit like that. Three years of editing. Like, yeah. it's ridiculous. So... Aaron announces to the entire office that Michael made a movie and everybody's excited because they're all in it. Yeah, it's like a home movie, basically, yeah. as Jim and Pam said. So, now, the previous showing did not go well because <laughs> apparently everybody thought it was a comedy and it's not a comedy. <laughs> they laughed at Michael. Yeah, so Pam tells everybody, like, no laughing, just positive vibes. And that's when Creed, like, stands up and genuinely goes, thanks, Mom. <laughs> yeah, like, not even sarcastically. No, like, totally genuine. <laughs> thanks, Mom. So... Holly's, like, surprised. She's like, I've never heard you mention this movie. It's your dream. <laughs> yeah, she's like, but okay, like, that's cool. So now it's movie time. And um, the opening is a house, yes. which has Carol Stills in yeah. the corner it's, of it. It's, like her, it's, her, it's, it's a pamphlet yeah, it's for, for her, her reality. Yeah, it's fucking great. <laughs> Stanley is doing the voiceover, which is amazing. Michael Scar. Yes. And um, you see Michael Scar in, like, photos. He's uh, married to Catherine Zeta Scarn in this movie. She's in a wedding dress. And then you see another picture next to it of her tombstone. Yeah, yeah, she's dead. And then you start seeing all these news clippings about how he married her and he uh, saved this place. Every sports all-star game. The all-star game. The NFL all-star game. WNBA. Everything. Yeah. It's everything. always an all-star game he saved. Yeah. And then it's Michael Scarn's wife dies. <laughs> and uh, Catherine Zeta Scarn. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that. That's so awesome. And then we find out that Michael Scarn is a retired secret agent. So now uh, Michael Scarn is in bed and Dwight is playing his robot butler, which yeah. for whatever reason I forgot to write down his name. Samuel. Samuel. Yes. And he's the robot butler. Oh, and although Michael look, makes it clear. Yeah, Michael's yeah. like, uh, he's not a robot. <laughs> yeah. So now he says that the president needs him for a mission. It's gold golden face. It should be noted, Michael Scarn is in the bedroom of Michael Scott's condo. Condo. Face down with a bottle of Jack. Yeah, Jack <laughs> And he like, has a five o'clock shadow. Like, he hasn't gotten over his wife's death yet. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so great. So now he said, uh, we find out that Daryl is the president. And shot in the office. <laughs> oh, yeah, shot right in the conference room. That's turned into the Oval Office. Yes. And uh, Daryl says that, you know, he gave up a lot of weekends because at the time he wanted his daughter to be able to see a black man be president. Waste of a bunch of weekends. <laughs> yeah, so Obama. Obama ruined that one, yeah. <laughs> so now, uh, let's see. Oh, he says Golden Face is out to ruin the NHL All-Star Game. And he kidnapped all of the concession stand workers and are holding them hostage. Then Michael does, well, Michael Scarn does a coin flip to see whether or not he'll take the case. Best out of seven. Yeah, it's done totally in Michael Scott fashion. Yes. And everybody's just like, and, like that's when Holly's like, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. But every, like, the music is so tense. Dun, dun. Like, and Daryl's like, he's like yeah. biting his nails as president watching <laughs> the coin flips. So now, um, Michael's actually watching Oscar for his mm -hmm. reaction. Michael Scott is watching Oscar. Because he knows Oscar. he's a film critic. Yeah. And Oscar does not waver. Everybody <laughs> wants to go through this whole movie. Nobody's going to upset Michael Scott right now. So now, um, everybody's actually, like, enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Jim is golden face. And um, at one point, he says to the concession workers... They're all like, tied up in a locker room. Now, when they go into this locker room where the concession workers are held hostage, mm -hmm. did you notice, like, what's in there? 
No. It's like curling stones, the stones oh that you slot. It's like all this like ice hockey equipment and shit. Mm-hmm. They obviously are in like a storage room at, at like an ice hockey room. Yeah. Because there's just all ice sports oh shit around. Um, so, well, he says, like, uh, well, I'm going to kill everybody, and then I'm going to dig up Skarn's wife, and I'm going to hump her real <laughs> good. And that's when Jim does the talking, and he's like, listen, I did not like the role. I did not like the dialogue. I took it to impress a receptionist who will remain nameless. And it should be noted who is one of the hostages. Yeah, one of the hostages. So the No, other... no, no. Who, who else is oh, a well, hostage? Oh, well, I was going to get into it. So the hostages oh, okay. are Toby, Kevin, Kelly... Pam and Roy. Roy is back. Roy Anderson is up in those hostages. <laughs> Fucking awesome. And he's like, you don't know how like, like I lit up when I saw Roy. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> awesome. Well, he couldn't let Jim and Pam be alone in the same room. <laughs> so awesome. So now, uh, let's see. Oh, so then Michael Scarn is the narrator tells us that because the All Star Game is only three days away. And the tickets are already sold out. Michael Scarn's only way to get in is to join the team. Yeah. So he has to train with Cherokee Dra- Jack, a.k.a. Creed. Wearing a leather fringe jacket. Uh, <laughs> I, so, I have no words. It's awesome. <laughs> so now um, Michael needs to get the, make the team, and he's... It's like a huge workout montage. Like Rocky Four. Yeah. Hearts on fire. Yeah. And Creed is like, well, Cherokee Jack gives him a mop and he goes, mop the ice. That's how you learn how to play hockey. Yeah. So, like, Michael is literally, like, pretending, because we all know that he's a good hockey player from, you know, his birthday party. (laughs) That's right. And um, so he's, like, pretending to be really bad and working with this mop the whole time. Um and, and it's but, him, like, in his garage on his Bowflex. Yeah. It, and shit like that. And him, like, skating with the mop and, and doing it, slap like, shots. And then, like, calendar days. Like, the, the day calendar. The Dave Barry calendar. Yeah. <laughs> with, like, sayings from, like... Because Dave Barry is a nationally syndicated, like, columnist who does, like... Like, here's a slice of life kind of shit. Oh, okay. And he's, like... He has, like... He's humorous, in a way. Ah. He's, like, you know, like, one of those guys. So, of course, Michael would own his, like... Calendar, calendar with like his sayings on it and shit. Yeah, so then we see like the three days fall to the ground, and now all of a sudden Michael is Michael Scott hockey or skating, where he looks like a fucking pro. Mm-hmm. And then it comes down to uh, Michael Scarn must win the last the last obstacle to join the All Star team. Yeah, this is hilarious because it's like one civilian gets to yeah. join the team each year in a speed ca- skating competition. Yeah, and. It's, Ryan is the one running it. Yeah. But I am shocked about this because Ryan, especially at this time when this is being filmed, is his boy. Yeah. You would think he would give Ryan a more prominent part in this feature. Well, once you once I point out another person, you might realize this might be. The oh, when time he was, where oh, he's oh, in oh, yeah, New York. yeah. Oh, oh, this guy. Oh my god. Yes. I can't wait. So, um, the speed skating contest is between Michael Scarn. Oscar's playing a character that's in an entire body, like yeah, body condom suit, like, <laughs> like one of those speed, face, sk- yeah, those yeah. speed skating. Suits. Only his face is showing. Poor, <laughs> poor Oscar. It's funny because like you see Apollo Ono wear those, and then like chubby Oscar Martinez. <laughs> poor Oscar. And then this person that's wearing a Jason mask. Yeah, a tall, lanky yeah. piece of work. Yeah. So um, Ryan goes on your marks, get set. And then you just see the mask go up, and it's golden face. And he goes, die. So him and Michael Scarn are in a shootout while Billy Joel's pressure oh, plays in the so background, awesome. which is actually, like, perfect. I'm shocked they got the two, copyright three, for four, this. One, two, three, four, pressure. Oh, yeah. That synth. Oh, my it's, God. It's, like, actually amazing. It's awesome. 
I have to say, Michael's editing skills for that one part, <laughs> perfect. So now, um, because they were in a shootout, he's like, you didn't kill me, Golden Face. And he goes, I didn't mean to kill you. You just couldn't win. And they, we see Oscar's character getting a uh, gold medal yeah. put around Oscar's going to play, yeah. And uh, then <laughs> Michael Garn walks into no, the... No, 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 no. Oh. The best is right, right after Golden Face says, Oh, look, I just wanted to slow you down. Then he just goes, How's your wife? Ha, ha, ha. Oh, yeah. And laugh. And Michael just starts crying. <laughs> it's so fucking awesome. How's your wife? <laughs> She's dead. So now Michael Scarn goes into the locker room where Oscar's character is in there, like, De- Decompressing. Yeah. And uh, he's like, hey, man, you know, second place isn't that bad. Like, I don't know if he's trying to be nice or rough. Yeah, he's in. being really nice, yeah. But um, Michael Scarn takes the American flag from around Symbolism. his neck. And he's like, I don't want to do this. And he kills Oscar's character so that he can make the team. He chokes he him was out. In second place, and everybody gets really uncomfortable watching <laughs> yeah. Oscar get choked out. My favorite part is Oscar's dead, but he's like blinking. Yeah. His, his character is just like <laughs> so awesome. So now, um, Jack, like so, Samuel is doing some uh, reconnaissance. Yeah, and he hears Jasmine Wooden Song. She works for Golden Face. I just can't figure out what the Funky Cat is. Well, the Funky Cat is a... Uh, the hottest jazz club yeah. in town. It's and like Tito's in, uh, or Tino's in San Diego. <laughs> so now, Jan Levinson is back! <laughs> like she's in the Rocketeer, yep. singing on a piano in a glamorous oh, dress. She is Jasmine Winsong. Brothers, sisters, and brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doing it, her singing. Oh my god, what did you learn? What did I learn? <laughs> so now, in a talking head, she's walking out of like a lot, like a dry cleaners, and she's like, oh, he finished his, gr- his film. That's great. And she can't get her yeah, car unlocked She's just trying to get enough. into her car and get away, yeah. She's like, oh yeah, that's that's great, like I, uh... knowing what she did in it. <laughs> so now, in the... <laughs> This is awesome. She sings a message backwards, and Michael records it. Like the whole Paul is dead Beatles thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... The hostages. He... The hostages are under the stadium. <laughs> and then she gets a poison dart to the throat. And who blows it? Troy. <laughs> Troy the Hobbit from fucking New York. From New York. It's uh, Ryan's financial wizard I friend. Love, I love the fact that they drove in from New York for one weekend to film this shitty movie. It's so awesome. And this guy, he, he's wearing this Money. black suit with his gold tie. Yes. Oh, it's so great. He's like four feet tall. This fucking guy is so great. Three of you with him. He's a little. <laughs> Don't step on him. It's so awesome. <laughs> so now Pam's character, the rece- the recession, concession stand girl, is asking Golden Face uh, to let them go. And then Golden Face goes, this will show them that I'm serious. Best part of the episode. He shoots Toby's character. I counted. So obviously yeah. Toby shuts his eyes and then we see a mannequin's head it, it's blow like up. A, it's a real likeness of Toby yeah, though. Like really they is. put hair on it and everything. It's at least six times. Yeah, they show like Golden because Face shoots him and the head explodes like hydraulics. But it's like different angles <laughs> yeah. of the same shot Michael. over and over. I counted six shots. <laughs> so there's at least six different angles. And Michael's like, oh, far and away, the most expensive scene in the movie, but it was integral to, to the plot. To the plot. <laughs> yeah, just seeing Toby's head explode. <laughs> oh, and it gets even better. It does. So then Michael Scarn shows up and, uh, you know, Golden Face tries to rub it in his face and he goes, 
Huh, joke's on you. That man you just killed was a wanted animal rapist. <laughs> Any dig he can get at Toby. <laughs> Even in like this make-believe movie world. The fact that, that he... That Toby volunteered for I was, was going to say that he probably invited Toby only so he could shoot him in the head. <laughs> that is the only reason he's in this movie. It's so great. Oh, it's amazing. So even in character, Jim Bates Dwight... <laughs> To repeat what? <laughs> yeah. What? It's, what? It's awesome. And Dwight, he's just like, all right, that's enough. <laughs> so now, uh, Golden Face flips the puck to Scar, and then he says that the bomb is in the puck. And um, Golden Face says, I'm going to, he goes, why would you tell me that? And he says, well, I'm going to kill you now, unless you forgive me for killing your wife. And then we see in the puck, <laughs> yeah. a montage of Michael Scarn and his wife, he's like putting dino chicken nuggets <laughs> up her body, and then there's, did you catch this, a ketchup fight? No, yeah, like, that's that's what he said lovers do. That's what do. he said to Jan that he wanted. Yeah. I want the white picket fence. I want the ketchup yeah, fight. He got it. Finally got it with Catherine Jada. Catherine, Catherine Zeta Scarn. So, um, now Michael Scarn goes, go puck yourself. <laughs> Golden face shoots. Samuel jumps in front, which Michael says was unscripted, <laughs> and then Michael Scarn gets shot. Michael Scarn wakes up to in the hospital to oh. a busty nurse over him, and as it comes into focus, we find that it's Helene. It's Pam's mom. Pam's mother. The and sexy nurse. She looks like the nurse from the Blink-182 album cover. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's how low-cut like it is. Oh, God. So, um... And they're like, her and Jim turn around like, what the fuck? Yeah, and Pam goes, oh my god, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> and, and Jim's just like, Jesus Christ, Michael, <laughs> so like, awesome. why? So now, um, she's like, oh, it, or he goes, Tylenol. She goes, you've already had four. <laughs> and he's so, been shot in the head? Well, yeah, yeah he okay. said, it'll take more than a bullet to the brain, lungs, heart, back, and balls to kill Michael Scarn. <laughs> then she's like helene the nurse goes well let's just check to make sure everything's working correctly and as she leans in the heart rate monitor goes from 61 <laughs> to 141 <laughs> beep, 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 and beep. everybody's just like dear god in heaven sexy so wrong so now michael scarn sorry i feel like i have to keep saying no, no, michael yeah, scarn, yeah, yeah. goes to tell the president about the bomb and then we hear daryl the president go Hey, Golden Face, is that where you hid the bomb? Then we find out that they're working together they're for the insurance money. And then we see Golden Face, Troy. Yes. <laughs> Troy is back, and he's literally, like, up to John Krasinski's elbow. He's a mini-me. They're dressed yeah, the same. Exactly. <laughs> it's absolutely Amazing. hilarious. And uh, the president all have machine guns. <laughs> And Michael Scarn throw like throws a picture of Lincoln over Daryl. Yeah, Daryl leans over to take it. Like, <laughs> oh, it's so fucking great. And then he falls back down, and then they all start shooting at them. So now Michael Scarn is a wanted man. There's a wanted poster <laughs> of him. He's standing in the rain, and he goes into a bar where Andy is the bartender. Oh God! And uh, chewing up tries, the scenery, oh. man. He tries to cheer him up. He talks about how he can't get no sports on his satellite, even though he. Charged, he's paying $30, $30 a month. month. Hey, look at this, Jamoke. You. Yeah. But, you know, that table of... Be he, like, he has the terrible, like, Boston, New York I don't accent. know what it is. It's not Rhode Island. No. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But he says that table of bachelorettes over there bought you a drink. And we turn around oh, and we yes. see the table of bachelorettes. Phyllis, Meredith, Angela... And Karen. Karen Filippelli. And Karen Filippelli, <laughs> the character looks at him and goes, 
ever banged an entire bachelorette party, <laughs> baby. And then we get a talking out of Karen now. And she's like, why are you singling out my line for like a million years ago? <laughs> she's a mother now, for God's sake. So, uh, let's see. Um, hit the jukebox. Oh, yeah. So, they put in a song and this... It's like the Urkel dance. Did you ever it, see the Urkel yes. dance? Yes. Yeah. That's exactly. So, yeah. it's like... It's like that early 90s New Jack kind of... Yeah. So, uh, and Andy, the bartender, is like, come on, man, there's an entire generation who doesn't know how to dance the scone. Gotta do the scone. So, the bachelor po- bachelorette party and warehouse workers now. Yeah, the warehouse workers are in, in the bar. They join in, and uh, we some, find but, out how to dance the scar. How do you do it? How do you do it? You jump to the right, and you shake that hand. Then you jump to the left, and you shake that hand. Meet new friends, and you tie some yarn, and that's how you do the scar. Yep. Yep. Jim is now on, like, he is laughing. Mm-hmm. And then... Oh, this is the line <laughs> of the episode, ladies and gentlemen. And I don't blame Jim after this. Todd Packer is there he's, as a local drunk. He's a drunk at the bar, much like his role in alcohol. Yeah. Which is all oh I my get. The, God. He's great as Stumpy and Hot Cold. <laughs> and he stands up and goes, If doing the scarn is gay, then I'm the biggest queer on earth. <laughs> and Jim fucking loses it. <laughs> Packer's love of the word queer is just so beyond the pale. It's just so great. <laughs> Jim, but Jim just oh, loses Jim, like, it. Yeah, Jim Which, loses it. I mean, hearing Todd <laughs> Packer say that. He just yells it I, in a bar. It's amazing. And he's wearing, he's dressed like a cowboy or something. It's so ridiculous. So now Michael goes up and he turns it off and everybody's like, no, Michael, this is fantastic. Like, this is really great. We love it. And he asks Holly what she thinks and she's mm-hmm. like, about what part? Yeah. Ugh. And Michael is just like, all right, it's not good His enough. His feelings are hurt. Yeah, he's like, it's not good enough. So now Ma- Michael and Holly are uh, back talking and Holly kind of sucks at being, like, the supportive person Not even point. supportive, but, like, reading cues. Yeah, like... Because, like, guy, Michael's not the most complex guy. All he wants is, like, positive reinforcement. Yeah, he, I mean, he has delusions like, of grandeur. But. Yeah, but she's, like, afraid to tell him that it's not great. Yeah. And she's never... She's like, I've never heard you mention this. He's like, this is my dream. How could you shit on my dream? Without this, I have nothing. She goes, nothing. I'm real. And he goes, yeah, real pain in the ass. <laughs> I can picture our dad saying that to yeah, one of us, actually. I, absolutely. <laughs> and um, then he's like, you know what? I'm sorry. I love you. I'm sorry I said you're a pain in the ass. I'm going to go finish the movie with people I, I that enjoy it. <laughs> so then he goes in and everybody goes back in. Because everybody's like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's they watch, watch this movie. It. So now we're at the hockey game, the all-star hockey game. Mm-hmm. We find out that Cherokee Jack has died, <laughs> and Michael dedicates this game to him. Um, Michael but does miss Holly, though, mm. and he's kind of looking at the chair as everybody's laughing, and he he starts to tell everybody, like, oh, we actually crashed a real Scranton High School game <laughs> yeah. for this. Like, they had an undefeated season, and they were going to, like, districts or some shit. That's why there were so many people there. They actually had to forfeit the game because yeah, of they that. got disqualified because I yeah. ran onto the and ice. And everybody's like, "Oh my god, that's great!" He goes, "No, it really <laughs> it wasn't." It's bad. <laughs> yeah. So now, um, Golden Face and Pam's character are talking, and it's like almost like we're getting Golden Face's origin story. Yeah, exactly. His total backstory. And he's like, "I worked in a gold mine, a or gold something. factory. Yeah, gold <laughs> factory. They make gold. And my boss was very. And that's all you hear from mm. it. It's like I kind of want to hear Golden <laughs> Face's backstory here. Hilarious. So now Michael goes to get Holly, and he finally. She's like, "Michael, it is good." And he goes, "No, it's really not." But mm. they're they're enjoying it. So then, Michael Scarn is on the ice, 
And Cherokee Jack, like, appears to him, and he's like, put all of your anger towards women in the world. Put it into the puck. He shoots the puck. It goes, flies out of the center into space, hits the satellite, which brings uh, reception back to Andy the bartender's TV. And he's like, hey, we got sports <laughs> hey, again. Hey, look at this, yeah. And then it falls back down to Earth into the lap of Golden Face, who's counting his money. <laughs> yeah. And it blows up. So now... Um, it's the very end, and Michael Scarn is oiling up Samuel, and he goes, huh, I guess I did let him be a robot. <laughs> so now Michael Scarn gets another call from the president for another mission, and Michael Scarn is in. <laughs> so now um, everybody's, like, in the very end. Everybody's, like, all excited. Yeah, but yet. then they're like, wait, isn't the president the bad guy? <laughs> He's like, huh, yeah, I guess he is. Oh, well. <laughs> it's just stupid. And in the end, uh, we see Michael Scarn sitting in a chair by a fire, and he's he narrated the whole thing. It's Stanley's voice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and he does a threat level midnight rap. Is that it's who a that threat was? Level. It's a threat level midnight midnight level level threat level level threat. Now it's like something you like at the end of Three Ninjas. Yeah, it's like a montage with like a or really... even uh, like I could see that at the end of Teenage Mutant yes, Ninja Turtles. The Vanilla Ice Ninja yes, Rap. Yeah. Exactly. Go Ninja! Go Ninja! Go! go. Yep. That should be played at your wedding. Oh, it probably will be one day. <laughs> All right, but yeah, that's how it ends. What'd you give this one, dude? Five stars. Oh, I was so close. This got the full Monty. This did. This got it. This was awesome. This is a great episode. There's nothing wrong with I this know. episode. Why? What'd you give it? I gave it a 4.8 because I didn't Why? think it could go to a 5. Oh, you're, <laughs> what are you, our brother? Yes. <laughs> There's no such thing as a Fuck 5. Fuck it, guys. I'm giving it a 5. No, I it's thought a you, No, I thought you were going to fucking crucify me, honestly. No, I gave it a 5. I thought this was amazing. I thought you were going to be like, Mary, do you really think that that's a 5 star? It just rehashed shit. <laughs> shit like, it didn't rehash shit, though. It, like, gave life to, like, yeah. an old throwback. No, this and, was fucking fantastic. It's long sought after. After, yeah. I mean, who didn't want to watch Threat Level Midnight after the table read, number like, one? The one thing I like about it, because Michael always brings up, and he even brought them up in this episode, oh, my book, How Do I Manage, with me going like this, or my HBO special, yeah. here I go again, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Like, he always brings up these ideas, like when he does the movie ideas. Come into fruition. Yeah, so, like, this was actually one of them coming into fruition, and it was, like, everything you dreamt it would be. Yeah. And it, like... It's funny. It's and hilarious. It's a callback, but it's not, like, self-referential. Yeah. Like, I, I had that feeling with the Niagara episode where it's just like, oh, it's everybody together and doing this and that. Like, this was, like, actually, like, it worked. Yeah. Because, like, he did say, like, because, I mean, we found it in season two, so it's obviously been in the works, so, like, all these people would be a part of it. Yeah. So, it, and Troy. Oh, my God, Troy. <laughs> this fucking guy. But, like, everything about it, I loved it. It was just fun. And this was what, like, Camp Bisco, or, uh, Camp Bisco, what is it? Cafe Disco. Cafe Disco. This is what Cafe Disco should have been, because this was another, that was another one that was, like, supposed to be fun, and, like, people doing stuff, but, like, it just didn't hit right. Yeah. Like, this one, every, it was great. It was and, perfect. I don't know what else to add to it. I Everybody was seeing in all it. the old faces come back. Yeah, Jan, Roy. Karen, Roy. Um, Packer. Michael, Michael even grew a little bit. Like, coming to realize, like, okay, the yeah. movie's not great, and Holly was just trying to be nice. But his people enjoy it. The people he cares exactly. about most. And that's all he really cares about, is making those people happy. Yeah. And it was just really fun to watch. It was. Like, this was one that I just couldn't shut off. Like, yeah. especially the Toby head explosion. Yeah. Like, because, like, it, it hit, like... <laughs> the man was an wanted animal rapist. It, like, hit every note of Michael's subconscious. <laughs> yes. It really did. Like, where he tells Dwight something, and then, like, goes back on it, because he feels bad, like, with the robot thing. Yeah. The Toby shit. Like... 
Sleeping, thinking every woman Putting, wants Oh, him. every woman that he dated has, like, some sort of, like, reference <laughs> in this. In like, it's fucking great. Yeah. I just loved it. So, yeah, Not five enough. stars. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I, I'm five. All right. This was awesome. Yeah, it really was. So. Now, guys, yeah. I'm going to put us over really quick. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So, guys, reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, we do actually have a few screen grabs from this episode as well. I can't wait. Um... To share with you guys. So uh, reach out to us on Twitter. At Brosis Podcast. Give us a follow. We'll follow you back. Interact with us. Um, or you can send us an email. At brothersisterrewatch at gmail.com. Absolutely. Now Kev. Why don't you tell them where they can find us. You can find us where you're listening to us right now. And a big shout out to our international uh, listeners. Because apparently Germany, France, Russia, Finland. Finland. Like hey guys. We love you. Thank you. Keep guys listening. Awesome. Share us around. We appreciate it. If you ever told us that we would uh, be broadcasting to people far and <laughs> wide, I thought like five people would listen to the show when we started. So yeah, thank you. I I thought it was going to be like our siblings. Yeah. So, so just just thank you. Thank you all for listening to the show and sharing it around. You can find us on wherever you're listening to us right now. Any podcatcher app, really. We are on. Leave a five star review. That would be awesome. Yeah, it would. And uh, you can find us each and every Monday on the Ginny Position podcast feed. Where you can find us as well as other great shows such as Geek and Sassy, Talk and Pop, Freak Out Drive In, Journey Through Infinity, and so much more. So subscribe there and you'll get lots of great content. You'll thank us later. Um, and that brings us, after that little bit of housekeeping, to The Office, Season 7, Episode 18. I think this Pod is Packer. the perfect episode for you to review, too. You have no idea. Because <laughs> like, I went into this one blind. I'm like, what? what is this? This I, I saw this one was coming up, guys, and I was like... I'm so happy that Kevin gets to be the one to review this, like, to do the in-depth on this. Oh, the funny thing about this one is that there is a line here that I know in this episode <laughs> and that I've used before. I don't know if I forgot where it came from. Yeah, or if I just heard it somewhere or I saw it in a GIF. <laughs> I don't know. But, like, there's a line in here that is easily a five-star line. It's <laughs> fucking amazing. But, uh, so this episode is called Todd Packer and the cold open and Dwight is eating canned goods. <laughs> In the break room because his survival shelter needs to be restocked because they, you know, these things go yeah, out. Of, they do expire. Go out of date as well. So he says he will not take anyone in, and he starts going off like, "Pam will be a slave, Jim will be a jester for a warlord, and Meredith will be okay. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be fine. She knows how to navigate that world." Yeah. So like Jim starts giving hypotheticals like, "Well, do you see the world ending in like eleven months?" And, like any. It turns out, like, they're there alone. Like, Dwight's on his fourth can of food. And, like, Jim's like, 504 weeks? Oh, my. And, like, that's all. It's like. And every time he says it, Dwight's like, I can see that. Yeah. (laughs) And he even. I think the highest we got up to was, like, 495. I did the math. That's over 41 years. Yeah. And Dwight's just like, I can see it. That's a real possibility. It's a possibility, Jim. We'll have to brace for it. So. Uh, Packer is talking with Mike now in the office. Mm-hmm. He's talking about his womanizing and that he got love bumps on his ding-dong. Oh, my God. So Mike does a talking head where he says Packer wants to come home. He wants off the road and to be a permanent salesman at the office. And he knows that Holly will sign off on it. So Holly meets with Packer, who immediately says, Oh, Jennifer Aniston. And uh, he's, like, charming her. Yeah. So Holly and Packer are alone. And... Jim is asking, that picture you're showing me right yeah. now. Uh, Jim is asking Mike, like, why is Packer here? Him and Dwight seem concerned. Yeah. Yeah. And they come out, Holly and Packer, and Mike introduces him as the sale as a salesman at the branch now. And of course, Dwight and Jim are shocked. Holly appro- like that, that Holly approved this. Yeah. Because they know Packer. 
Uh, we see Aaron and Gabe arrive, and she says he fell in the shower. It took forever for the fire department to get there. Now, was this a cover for, like, morning sex? Or... I doubt it. Because, like, Gabe is just like, such cuts. I like, doubt I don't... it. It's just a weird entrance. Um, and Aaron's like, all excited because she has a new computer mm-hmm. that Pam got for her as office administrator. And uh, then she tells Jim, like, she's so happy because she, she helped someone. Help someone. Yeah, and Jim's just like, whatever gets you help some sleep at night. I don't care. <laughs> uh, so Mike and Packer go to Dwight. And they say they can't wait for Creed to die. So Dwight's going to have to go to the annex because oh Packer God. is getting his desk. And <laughs> that is when pa- like Dwight's like trying to put up a fight. Mm-hmm. And Packer's like, no, I carved my name under this desk. My name is on this desk. So Dwight and Mike both get on their hands and knees under the desk looking for it. Oh and God. Packer gets behind them and starts dry humping both of them. Doing like the, the, the like when a white guy dances the underbite. Oh, He's God. doing that and like fucking Michael from behind. And then looks at Jim and goes, $20 to watch, Albert. <laughs> it's so fucking awesome. God. He's such a pig. So Dwight goes back to the annex where he finds a Zen garden. <laughs> And he just dumps it in the garbage. Whose Holly... box of dirt is Yeah, this? Holly's like, that's our Zen garden. And, um, Such a Toby thing to say. Everybody immediately goes back back there to ask Holly why Packer is there. And she's just like, well, you know, like, he's highly recommended by Michael. Like, he was very charming and nice when I met him. And, like, Jim's like, well, he humped Michael. And she goes, well, then I should be fired, too. No. And everybody's like, oh. oh. But, like, they're trying to keep, like, a united front yeah because at one point you know when she she said when she says he was charming and meredith's like well that's how he gets into your panties and pam's like yeah totally and jim's like what are you doing what do you (laughs) mean so andy is watching sailboats like a sailor yacht racing video regalia yeah regatta regatta whatever and then like but his computer freezes and it sucks and he hates it and he starts talking about how Aaron's is so great, and he wants a new one, well, too. she offered to let him watch it over at hers. Yeah. She's being nice, and he's like, where did you get this yeah. from? So, and, like, the sales team are assholes again. Because Pam explains, like, Aaron is, like, a one-group, or one-person department. Yeah. Like, if, if I give you one, I have to give Sa- uh, Stanley and Dwight and Jim and Phyllis. Oh, something happening to Stanley. How terrible. Yes, yeah, of course, like, Stanley and Phyllis are total assholes yeah. about it. So, like... That, that, the sales team has not changed. Not at all. Uh, Kevin, Holly, and Dwight are, has, are in the break room. And <laughs> Packer just walks in and goes, The three musca-queers! He's, he's an asshole. And Holly asks about his daughter. To which Packer says, She's becoming a real bitch like her mom. God. And then Kevin says something. And Packer's like, When did you learn how to read? Aww. Anything but a menu. Poor and, Kevin. Ke- and Kevin's just like, I got I, burned. And he's like, I can read. <laughs> I know how to do that. You did miss one of my favorite Kevin quotes, though. What one was that? I have very little patience for stupidity. <laughs> Kevin hates that shit. But, oh. so, Sorry, go on. Pam sees Andy has Aaron's computer now, and she's like, it turns out they swapped, and Pam's because pissed. Aaron's too stupid. Yeah, exactly. And Pam is like all pissed about it, and she tells them to switch back. And, like, Andy has to go and unplug, and he feels, like, emasculated, I guess. Nobody helped me. <clears throat> yeah, that's what he says. Nobody helped me while he's under his desk. So Aaron gives Holly Dwight's ant farm, and Mike comes up, and he's geeked that Packer's back. But, like, Holly's not impressed, and then she tries telling Mike that Packer isn't funny, he's that a jerk. everybody's upset with him. Yeah. And, like, while they're going back and forth, Aaron just, like, takes the ant farm. She's like, I'll do it myself. Yeah. They're eating each other. I don't even know. I don't know how ant farms work. So. I don't either. 
Uh, Packer now asks Jim and Pam about sex, their sex oh life. Oh my god, yeah. And Dwight shows up with like hot chocolate that he's trying to pass off onto Packer, <laughs> but Packer won't do it. So Jim takes Dwight into the break room, and he's like, you can't poison him. Yeah. And Dwight's like, I was just going to give him a real lot of laxative. Oh, my God. But, like, Jim wants them to join forces and go over ideas. Like, maybe they can only, like, jam his drawer so it only only, only opens oh, up two inches so he can see what he wants, but he can't get to yeah. it. Or he, they can call as Justin Bieber's manager. <laughs> what was that one? He uh, Call a radio station as his manager and say that he has free tickets to a show, and then say, like, give... Packer's phone number as the number to call. Yeah, and of course, Dwight's like, who's Justice Beaver? Oh my god. And Jim, Jim's answer, crime-fighting Beaver. Of course. <laughs> but, so Jim, like, Jim wants to join forces, and Dwight's like, not keen on it. Yeah. So we see Andy with Pam in the conference room. So Andy put up a sheet so people could take 15 hour, or 15 minute increments. No, five minute increments. Is that what it was? Five minute increments yeah. in the conference room. And Pam's, like, shocked. She's like, wait, people are signed up for this? Yeah. And they're arguing about the computer. And she says if his computer breaks, he can get a new one. Yep. And, like, you know, they're being sly. Uh, that's when, to be. That's when Ryan arrives with, like, a fucking jazz band. Yeah. Including Hank on guitar. And they're going to have a jam because they have the... Uh, the six, pods, yeah, the pods. Six, nine, and twelve. <laughs> well, we do know that Hank plays guitar because of He's the done auction. It. He did it at the auction. Yep. That's right. Or was it... That was... Um, Oh my Crime god. Aid. Crime aid. I yeah. was going to say. So Jim gives Dwight 400 ideas. He has them like a fucking Printed folder. Out, yeah. And like Dwight seems like key like he's like oh these are a lot of ideas. Eat a frog. And <laughs> eat a frog. So he goes to get a pen, but his drawer is jammed. And he's like, "Oh, just when we're getting hot." He's like, "Oh, he's fighting <laughs> I can with see it. it." Yeah, and that's when like Jim just leaves as Dwight's like beating the fuck out of the jar. <laughs> Uh, so we see Andy. Andy's like spilling shit on his computer. He's infecting it with viruses. He put a bologna and mustard sandwich in the d- disk drive. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Computer. He's doing everything he can to destroy this poor computer. Uh, Packer and Dwight are now at Hank's. Or, no, excuse me, Packer and Mike mm-hmm. are down at Hank's, uh, the coffee bar. And Mike tries telling him that he should be more charming, that he said some rough stuff in front of Holly. Yeah. And that, like, yeah, I know you've been an outdoor cat for a long time, but you've got to be an indoor cat now. <laughs> and Packer says he'll be better. Aww. He, like, tells Michael. He's like, I can do it. So Mike gets everyone's attention in the office. And he has pa- Packer apologize to Kevin. And Kevin's, like, all pissy and embarrassed. Like, I don't need it. I'm a big man. I can take the heat. Like, he's, like, you can tell he just does He's, like, uncomfortable. Yeah. And... Oscar calls him out and is like, you're not going to change. Like, you're just going to give, like, you're going to be a prick and then give half-assed apologies that you don't mean and all this shit. And that's when, like, Packer gets all sarcastic. Oh, I'm sorry, Kevin. I'm really sorry. You're skinny and a genius. (laughs) And that's when, like, oh, God, it it just goes off the rails. So that's when Michael is making excuses for his behavior and attempts to equate him with, like, others. Yeah. Stanley has sex with strange women, and what, what's some of the other ones? It was um, oh Angel Angela likes pussy cats, and Packer likes, and everyone's like, no. He's I like, was gonna say dogs. <laughs> fucking awesome. Um, so then we see Andy and Pam. They they got a new computer. Yeah. And they're out in a car, and they're trying to scruff it up so it looks used, like that. Andy's not getting a brand yeah. new computer. So she found it in the warehouse. Yes. Uh, Jim and Dwight now do a fake call to Packer. They're doing a prank call, and Mike finds them. And Check out that Harry Potter world. Yeah, they're telling him like to go to Florida. That to he's... go to Joe Bennett's house. Yes. So 
<laughs> Joe, we get talking head from Packer. He says, Joe offered me a cushy job in Tallahassee. And Mike is like back there questioning them. Like, what are you doing? Like, you can't do this to him. I'm going to tell him. Yeah. And so Mike's like, oh, I'm going to go do it. So we see Pam and Andy now putting on a show about the new computer. And she claims to have found it in the warehouse on mm-hmm. a, some back shelf. And Daryl gets peaked. He's like, hmm, in the warehouse, <laughs> you say. And uh, like Andy and Pam like wink at each other like, hey, we did it. Look at this. We pulled the wool Pulled over on your eyes. Yeah. So Packer goes into Mike's office and says he's the new face of corporate. He's going to put the ass in Tallahassee, oh which is the line that I fucking love. <laughs> oh, it's so perfect. And he wants to celebrate. And he tells Mike, like, hey, let's go out. And he says, oh, no, Holly or whatever. And that's when Packer does a thing that I think a lot of guys do, where he's like, I'm going to tell you something right now, Mike. And I wish somebody told me this about my ex-wife. Holly's uptight, like, tight ass. Like, you can do better. He gives him, like, the, the speech. Yeah. Like the Saving Silverman speech, kind of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, then Mike, like, kind of doesn't tell Packer about the prank. Mm-hmm. He's just like, I'm going to let you, you, you ripped you Holly. Shit. Yeah, you ripped Holly. I'm going to let you stew in this. Oof. So Mike and Holly are doing voices as they watch Packer leave. And, like, he's all happy to be with her. Oh, my God, they love each other. Yep, he chose her over, uh, let's be honest, a not good friend. No. So, well, they're old friends. Old friends, but that doesn't equate to a good friend. I don't know. They're always in touch, though. I feel like... He's his boss. But he doesn't treat him like a boss, though. No. He's not brown-nosing. So, Daryl, the show ends. Daryl is questioning Pam about the computer from the warehouse in the break room. And he's like, well, maybe you could go down there and uh, find some extra sick days. (laughs) Like, he's blackmailing her, essentially. Oh, thousand percent. And, like, they kind of haggle back and forth, and they settle on three. Yeah. And then we get a talking head of Pam where she just says, I'm full-on corrupt. Like, she's so proud of it. Yeah, she's proud of it. So what'd you give this one, Bear? I gave this one a 4.6. I said five. Todd Packer is fucking money. Gave it five. Time. Loved it. <laughs> Everything about this episode is perfect because, you. first of all, we got less Mike and Holly. Awesome, first of all. Mm-hmm. Although he does defend her honor like a real man should. Awesome. The Jim, Jim Dwight stuff was like a throwback. Yeah. To when Mike, like Jim would like torture him on the regular. Like, awesome. That had to team up, though. They had to team up. They teamed up. They teamed up and they did it. But like Jim still fucked. He with still him. fucked with them. And like everything with Packer. Packer is like this unique animal. He's a unicorn. I don't know how to describe my love for Todd Packer. He's like a garbage unicorn. <laughs> he is. He's, <laughs> like Oscar the Grouch was a unicorn. Like yeah. he just comes in and like everything he says is non PC. It's rubbish. It's but it's hilarious. Yeah. Because he's a man child and he's like stuck. He's permanently stuck in 1985. Like, with his views, his... Like, yep. I'm gonna go fuck a woman. Yeah. He's looking at that. My daughter's gonna be a bitch. Like, he's misogynistic. He's homophobic. Like, well, I don't even know if he's homophobic because he's dry-humping dudes all yeah. the time. Like, Packer is... Sniffing some dude's thong. He's more champ kind than I realized. <laughs> like, he was t- champ kind before champ kind came to fruition. But he comes in. And he is a force of nature. He like is. he is like he steals the screen from every single he, actor. He's unlike anybody else on this show. Yeah. Whether it's a minor, major character, recurring character, like Packer just comes in and owns it, and I, think I he's love it. He's only him. been in like what four episodes in seven seasons, but he's it's still not one a lot. of our favorite. Well, because, because like every like the things he has he done, he makes an impression like, every single time. All, like I swear to God, trouser, trouser mouse. So the, the what? That's what she said with Jan and the lawyer and Michael. <laughs> I, I don't. I think half of its funniness comes. From when Todd Packer, when Todd Packer gives him the nod, like go yep. for it, like half of it comes from that. Yep. It's fucking great. 
And, like, this episode just had me in stitches. I was just watching this. The shit where Kevin's, like, too proud to take an apology. <laughs> and Packer, like, he's the only guy who ever, like, cheers when Packer gets hired. He's like, oh, yes. yeah, Pac-Man. And he's, like, the guy who always has his back. So then when Packer, like, turns on him, Kevin's like, well, I still I like no him, bitch. but I can take it. Like, yeah, I'm like, a guy. I'm no bitch. Yeah, he's like, I'm a guy. Kevin's mm-hmm. a lost soul. But, like, everything about this was awesome. I loved mm-hmm. it. I loved it. That, I can't... Two fives in one yeah, podcast, I'm, I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm very shocked by you. I know, right? This late in the show's run, right? <laughs> season seven is kicking ass, man. It really I'm is. I'm actually enjoying the hell out of season seven. Good. What, you got anything to add? Uh, n- I mean, Todd Packer's no game every time. No Gabe. Just Min- minimum, minimum of Aaron. And the Andy stuff with Pam made sense and was fun. Yeah. So everything worked. Everything yeah. worked out. I have to agree. So, where are we now? Um, so now, next week, we have Season 7, Episodes 19, Garage Sale, and 20, Training Day. No idea. I don't think I have any idea from here on out, to be <laughs> honest. Except for the Will Ferrell episodes, oh, which God. I made a point to watch in first run. But uh, that'll cut it for this week, guys. So, reach out to us on Twitter at Brosis Podcast. We'll follow you back. Hopefully, we'll have some fun. Uh, if you have longer form feedback, you can get in touch with us at BrotherSisterRewatch at gmail.com. Yep. And you can find us on any podcatcher app as well as the Ginny Position podcast feed where you can subscribe and listen not only to us but other great content yes. each and every yeah. week. So do that. Make sure you guys share the show around. Yes. We're loving that you guys have been doing it so far, so let's keep it moving. We appreciate it all. Absolutely. So thank you guys, and we'll catch you all on down the road. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.